graphic nature of this program, listener discretion is advised. Father, you know, unforeseen delays. I mean, if it is delayed, it will have been foreseen, really, you know. You know, the big pandemic that's happening all of the time. So if you haven't already, get vaccinated if you can. Maybe things won't keep getting delayed. That's all I'm saying. Now you might be thinking, but James, you're wrong. I looked into it and the science in some cases actually points, no, you're wrong. The information you are working with is incorrect. Now I do understand, however, if you are one of the few people who can't get vaccinated for legitimate medical reasons. And I'm so sorry, that must be incredibly frustrating. You know, that feeling like the world is moving on without you. But you know, for everybody else out there, get vaccinated! And if you are unsure of any potential side effects specific to you, please chat with a qualified medical professional. It's okay to ask questions. In fact, I encourage it. But then get fucking vaccinated! Yeah, but vaccines don't even work. You can still get COVID if you wear a mask and you are vaccinated. I know! This is a known fact! People know this! It does, however, greatly decrease your chance of dying or suffering any long-term side effects or perhaps passing it on to others. The total elimination of the virus only happens when a certain number of the population gets vaccinated. Yeah, but James, I'm a person who actually agrees with you. I just think using this aggressive tactic to belittle people who disagree with you is doing more harm. I don't give a shit! I'm sick of this fucking pandemic! I want to travel and cartwheel and go to bars and shit! I'm sick of movies being delayed! Fuck! Yeah, but James, I'm giving this a thumbs down and I'm leaving forever because you got political. Good! Fucking kick rocks, dipshit! How's that polio working out for you that you never had? Anyways, I am. I'm sorry for yelling. I'm gonna calm down. I'm just gonna move past. You know what? I'm not sorry! Get vaccinated! Many of the people in media who are telling you not to get vaccinated, they're actually vaccinated! They're lying to you for financial gain, to the detriment of your health! You might think that I'm lying, but I'm not! I just want things to go back to the way that they were! Maybe! One day! And I'm not sorry for yelling! I'm ending this video on pure aggression! Goodbye! What a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! What a time to be alive! Such a waste of fucking time! Stay the fuck at home! Your podcast will fail. It's just a coincidence that you were talking about the Jack and Triumph show and I'm here. Thank you so much for having me on your podcast. Hey man, this is Kevin Smith, guy makes all those unlistenable podcasts over at Smodcast.com and you're listening to the Two Strangers One Podcast. This is podcasting. You're listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. Subscribe to us on iTunes or on the Stitcher app for Android devices. Please visit twostrangersonepodcast.net. Now, here's Chris Cologne and Paul Pasquillo. Well, hello and welcome to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. And, uh, Paul, it's been a... It's, 2021 went out with the real fucking rough bang, man. Uh, the end of 2021, I mean, just the last uh, the last episode. And once again, you know, December was kind of rough for everybody. So, of course, to our audience and fans, uh, we apologize for taking long in between episodes, but uh, we'll definitely under- explain what happened since then. But with, you know, the last episode, uh, R.I.P. Dad, like that, and... Mm. Uh, Little did we know that when that episode came out, it would come a little, it would hit a little too more close to home after that. So I don't know if you wanted, if, you know, I kind of asked if you wanted to talk about it. I mean, you know, I, I maybe, maybe I should be more traumatized about my father dying. But, um, 
I don't know. I, I was more prepared for it, I guess, is what I, what, you know, what people need to know. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I haven't really reacted in more of a different way, I guess, because, mm-hmm. you know, my father, you have to keep, you have to keep in perspective. My father had type two diabetes. He had, he didn't really have leukemia per se, mm-hmm. um, but they caught it way before it became any, became active. Mm-hmm. So, he had that um, every once in a while he would have cellulitis. So, mm-hmm. and for those that don't know, the cellulitis is not a good thing. Um, and then towards the end, it was basically, you know, what really killed him was, was dementia. And, you know, I think my, my father, you know, even though he did have dementia, I think to a degree he knew what was going on and he just, he didn't want to, in that situation anymore so it wasn't how do i put this it wasn't like i I think he wanted to die Mm -hmm. and you know it is what it is yeah because i think you had mentioned in the last episode that he he wasn't doing that great uh health wise and it's just it's just such a it's such a you know weird messed up coincidence that you know we both lose our dads like within (laughs) a month of each other that's like yeah that's like uh you know i almost felt like I, i mean of course i certainly felt bad because you know like Obviously, of course, I feel bad for you because you're my friend, and I don't, you know, I don't want you to be grieving. Yeah, I mean, you know, general care for your fellow human beings, but it's sort of like I, I literally just because I, you know, I waited between my father passing and the release of the last episode. It was like two, three weeks. Past. I mean, like a, a three weeks, a month, some odd passed, and like right when I put out the episode, rest in peace, Dad. And like I tag you in the post, and then all of a sudden, your father passes, and like wow. it just like it felt like I was like, oh shit, you know, should I change the name of the episode? But but then again, I mean, I'm pretty sure you have other things on the mind. I wasn't going to bother you about that. And then, like, even, I mean, the episode art is, like, of my dad. You know, as you know, now we're the, well, well, you got older brothers, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, so it's not like, uh, I mean, of course, this is the fucking medieval times. It's not like we're the patriarchs now. But, you know, it, it feels, you know, now that part of that generation is gone, you know, you know. <laughs> you know, Ian, I, I think for my father, it was more, you know, he didn't want to just, he didn't want to live with, um, he didn't want to live that way. So yeah, if your quality of life is gone. And I mean, I, I also think that, you know, my father being at one point, a very smart man was kind of like, well, I don't want, you know, my wife having to pay all this money for a home to take care of me and whatever, you know, again, he, he did have dementia. So, I mean, I'm, I'm just kind of spitballing it here, but I, I don't really think he, I think that he had more to it because here's the thing, like, the day that it happened, when he got taken off of um, the breathing apparatus, he immediately died. Mm-hmm. So um, I think he was ready to go, to be honest with you. Um, it had gone that far downhill. Um, I mean, it, but it did it did seem to happen, like, very quickly. It was, it was kind of like, okay, I did not expect this, but okay. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I think my brothers were, were more, I, I think they were more prepared by the time that it happened, but I don't think they were ready for you know what I mean? Me, I seeing the downfall of my father, like I kinda was like, Okay, well I know this is coming. This is I'm prepared for it. I even I even at one point told my brothers, like, listen, you need to start coming over and seeing dad more because at some point, you know, it's gonna happen. Yeah. And, you know, it's it it does you know suck. I mean, I uh, unfortunately for uh, you know for a while now it's been more you know 
not having him around when he was, you know, where he was at before he died. You know, it, it wasn't it wasn't my same the same father that I had. You know, it, it was just how do I put this? You know, it was he was a different person. And, you know, dementia causes people to lash out and say stupid things. And then two seconds later, be OK. You know what I mean? So yeah. and I like I had watched my grandmother like, you know, I, you know, I, I and I, like I, you know, I felt bad because I only saw my grandmother like once a year, if yeah. that. And, you know, to see her like slowly slipping the- you know, and, 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 you know, and like, you know, she, you know, it's here and she's speaking Spanish and stuff like that and, and trying to speak English and uh, like, you know, then she was telling stories and it's stuff that like happened like in the fifties, like when she was like raising my dad and stuff like that, you know, at, at least like, you know, I mean, you know, if, I, mean, I hate to, you know, that sound like that, that, you know, they're not suffering and, and lot, oh, no, lots no, no, of no. men, it's, it's, you know, it's lots of men feel not. that way. Like, I, I, I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be a burden. I don't want to be you know, sitting there worried about me. And so once you're, once that certain quality of life, once you get past that certain. I mean, I'll be honest. I didn't. I didn't really. I went and said my goodbyes to my father, and I went to work. And he he died that same day. Um, I just that was just kind of what my father wanted me to do. My father said to me at one point. He pulled me aside and said to me at one point, like, "Listen, when it's my time to go, yeah, obviously come up, say your goodbyes, whatever. But then, you know, I don't want you to stick around and watch me die. Gosh. So, you know, that's kind of why I stayed away." But my brothers were there when he did die, and I know, you know, I think they kind of needed that because, and it's it's not meant to sound, it's not meant to sound the way that it's that it might be coming off as, but I think they needed that to 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 be around my father when he died, just because of, you know, I don't know, it, it's kind of hard to explain mm-hmm. that, you know, I I don't know what the what the words are for that. It's nothing bad. It's just I think, yeah, I think they needed the. Clo- you know, with me, you know, my, I had a very, because, you know, I was, li- I lived with my dad for like almost 30 years. You know, I, you know, I, I, I think I had more of a relationship with my father than my other two brothers. Mm-hmm. And that was, that wasn't, that wasn't because they wanted to stay away or anything. It's because, you know, my father, because of not being able to see my brothers grow up and I'm not going to go too far. Mm-hmm. into this but not being able to see my my brothers grow up from you know birth to um when they turned 18 you know i think that was a lot to me it, it was i think the way that my mother put it was is like that was special to him because he never got that opportunity with my brothers mm-hmm. not to say that he wasn't there but you know what i'm saying like it, it, he didn't get that same experience so you know it, it i i think that was kind of closure for them and you know, at least they were able to see see this hap you know see it happen and you know get the closure that they needed you know and just be able to say goodbye to my father. So twenty twenty one was not was a good year. And yeah, yeah, I'm just glad it's gone. There's a whole thing. It's like you know, like I mean, of course, look, twenty twenty absolutely sucked. Twenty you know, twenty twenty was fucking bad. And then 2020, I like, I like, I think 2020 was worse than 2021, if that makes any sense. You know, like, and not to, you know, not to downplay obviously any most, you know, we both losing loved ones and stuff like that. But then, you know, just, you know, it was supposed to be better and it wasn't. And then it fucking, you know, then all this fucking horrible shit happens and you're like, you know, it fucked one. And like, you know, I'm hoping and praying that this year, you know, kind of, you know, we get a fucking break. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, obviously we don't obviously I don't want to be like more of a Debbie Downer than we've already had been, but I mean, 
I don't know about you, but I, I I'm seeing the writing on the wall that we're 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 pretty much headed for a fucking another goddamn not like a super lockdown kind of thing, but I, I almost feel like because I've been talking to I've been talking to to people about it too. Like obviously, I don't think that we're gonna be in a in like a lockdown like we were at the beginning of 2021. I think we're gonna be well, actually, I would say at the end of the end of uh god i don't even know what we're doing what was it 2009 2020 like i i don't remember it <laughs> it's all blended together you know what i mean um but anyways yeah so i i feel like we're gonna end up being put into a lockdown again because everybody's so fucked and fucking stupid mm. like you know you get people arguing about masks you get people oh the vaccine doesn't work oh the vaccine does work and i'm just sitting here going can we just can we just do what we need to do so we can get the fuck out of this. Yeah. There's a, a bunch of fucking people who think they're above the law. They, they think they're better there than everybody. They think they know it better than everybody. They think it's not going to fucking affect them. And it, you know, and that's the reason why we have all these fucking variants. Want to fucking follow along and just, you know, and it just, it just, it's just so fucking frustrating because it's like, now I had, I had a, a buddy of mine, someone who I, you know, I, I hang out with, someone I spend time with, fucking come down with COVID. And like, mm. and that shit scared the shit out of me because like, you know, when he, like, he told, he found out on Wednesday because someone in his job got, te- some of his, someone in his job came up, uh, testing positive and then he, he, like, you know, then, then he got tested and he came up positive. And I mind you, like, I hung out with him on Sunday. I hung out with him the Friday before. And, and, and so, like, I was like, oh shit, I spent fucking hours in this guy's house. And, and, you know, like, a fr- that Friday night we had actually hung out. And I'm like, I've been around this fuck. And like, luckily, like I just got, and that was a couple of weeks and, and I just got tested. Uh, and you know, this, but you know, for the podcast, you know, I went down, I went for a, a sleep study in the hospital because, you know, I got my sleep apnea would, you know, I had to go and sleep in the hospital for the night so they could do all these tests on me and shit. And, uh, luckily, you know, as of last week, you know, I got, you know, before you go to the hospital, they have, you have to get tested. So luckily, as of right now, I'm negative. And, you know, but, you know, I've been, you know, of course, I didn't know my friend had, you know, my, my friend didn't know, you know, one of his fucking coworkers had it and, and, and gave it, had a shutdown where they were working for a couple of days and kind of sort things out. And that's the whole thing is like, you know, you're like, okay, I could trust my circle. <laughs> and then again, even then your circle, you know, but I was trying to do everything I can. And, and mind you, my buddy is totally vaxxed and boosted. And I guess that means, you know, he's asymptomatic, but he does have it. And, yeah. and it just and like, and now obviously, you know, and he understands like, you know, it's not exactly like we're hanging out anymore. <laughs> and, uh, well, you know, it, it's, you know, it, it's one of those things where, I, again, I, I don't want to get into some kind of debate because, People are like, oh, they have their one side or they have their other. But I hate when people go, oh, the vaccine just just um, makes your symptoms less. I'm like, yes, that's what vaccines do. They stop. They either stop it from happening or they lessen your symptom. Oh, and by the way, the most important thing is, is you don't die from it. That's why you get the vaccine. <laughs> like I was having a debate with one of my brothers the other day about it. And I'm just like, like, ugh. It was it was all over about the because these dumb fucking football players like like Colt Beasley on the Buffalo Bills like like I I hate how they like I hate I, I absolutely hate when famous people or famous athletes or whatever sit there and go out and go you don't need the scene fuck this blah da 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 and I'm sitting here going okay um no shut the fuck up because you're gonna make people go out. And not do what they need to do. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the, that's, that's the biggest thing that I've had with this is like, 
Oh my god, people are so fucking stupid. Like, I just... Everyone, everyone, everyone thinks they're too fucking special. Everyone thinks that, <sighs> that rules don't fucking apply to them. And, and, and you know, and... You know, and, and like, you know, I think I posted about this a while back. It's sort of like, you know, I mean, we live in a bubble. Of, and the funny thing is things are actually like, I mean, of course, things are getting worse in New York. But obviously, New York is doing better than a lot of other states. And, you know, you know, a blue state is doing a lot better. You know, and there's these red states where everyone thinks that the fucking the rules don't fucking apply to them. And, and I love it that these are the same people who say, you know, uh, you have to listen to the cops when, you know, when they, when, and of course, and that's something we said on the show, obviously, when the cops tell you to do something. So, so you're supposed to comply with the cops, but you don't want to comply with mask mandates. You know, it's funny, you know, all of a sudden, it's funny how the rules change when it, when it's, when it concerns you, you know, when the time comes. Well, it, it doesn't, it doesn't help, Chris, that, you know, you walk into Walmart and nobody's enforcing it. Like, you know, like, for example, my place, I'm obviously not going to tell you where I, I'm not going to tell people where I work, but you walk in, we go, hey, you need to have a mask on. Like, if you don't have a mask on, you can't come into our place, period. Also, we have capacity. So, like, and which which is the reason why it makes me think that there's going to be something coming down the pipe where, you know, there's going to be capacity limits. And if it gets even worse than that, even worse than what it is now, we may end up having... Uh, like a not like a major shut like lockdown, but like a lockdown of okay. Do you really need to go to the movie theater? Do you really need to go to the th- the uh, the performing arts center? Do you really need to go to your sports game? No, mm-hmm. these are shut down. Like that's gonna happen, dude. It's going to happen because people don't fucking do what they need to do. And it's a long winter. Winter lasts until sometimes the end of March. Yeah, in, for us, yeah, like, we still have snow on April first. <laughs> Yeah, no, and then sometimes it goes into April. So, you know, it, it's it just to me, I'm just like sitting here going, just do what you need to do. Like, stop, stop being fucking stupid. Do what you need to do, and let's move on. Because the quicker that you do it, the quicker we can move on from this shit. And nobody needs to wear it. Nobody needs to go. Well, I'm I'm sure the COVID vaccine will be something that's going to be like the flu vaccine and be like, you know, whatever. Um. The tetanus shot, you know what I mean? Like it's going to be something that we're probably going to have to get. Yeah, we're going to get used to living, you know. And I, it, it, it bothers. I mean, look, and I'll be honest with you, I, I have no problem wearing a mask for the rest. of <laughs> But that's just well, and, me. And that's, that's one of the things, like I've said too, is like you know, if you think about it, you know, one of the things that that I think would be is when you go to the doctor's office, all doctors' offices from now on require you to have a mask on mm-hmm. because. How many times have you fucking gone into a goddamn doctor's office or um, urgent care or wherever, and you got fucking people sitting there coughing up a goddamn lung? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, first of all, go on the other side of the fucking room and stay the fuck away from me. Second of all, you know, wear goddamn mask yeah. because they were because they were already starting to kind of do that before. If you remember, before the the um, before COVID even even happened, they were telling people, hey, you got to wear a mask if you're sick. Mm-hmm. So. Why not just require it on? You know what I mean? You go into a hospital, put a fucking mask on. Yeah. I'm sorry, but it's you want to stop yourself from getting sick, wear goddamn masks. It's the same thing where like people sit there and they go, well, masks don't do anything. Oh, really? So why do doctors wear Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Why are they wearing gloves? Just so because it looks good? No, yeah. that's not why they do it. That's the whole reason why they scrub themselves down for like an hour to yeah. get all the germs off of them. And then they put gloves on and masks and shit. So they don't get sick. Yeah, like, why do they do that? They do that because they don't want to get any shit from you. So 
you know, it's that's a that's another thing I don't like as well. On top of that is this fucking all these fucking politics and people bitching and whatever. Like, can we can we just can we stop now? Trump is no longer in office. Can we stop with the the whining about everything? Like, yeah. Oh my it's, god. It's sort of. I mean, that's the whole thing. Ahead. Is that? It, yeah. It's sort of. It's sort of. It, it, with him being in office, it sort of activated a, a bunch of people who got reinvigorated to start being assholes again. Like we were making progress in this country. <laughs> oh well, they they are assholes. They were probably assholes before. But yeah. I mean, it, it let it let them be a little more vocal, and and they, you know they feel like oh you know oh yeah we're gonna bring things back to the way they used, and it's sort of like. Yep. You know, and here we are, you know, we're, we're recording this. I mean, technically it's the fourth, but, you know, I don't know when we're actually going to release it, but, you know, when I get, when I get a chance to edit when and Chris stuff like gets that. Some... Um, but, uh, you know, we're, we're technically a day or two away from the fucking anniversary of the insurrection, God. which, which, you know, worries me of like, you know, and, and I, like, I don't think, and I, this is going to sound crazy. They're not stupid enough to do anything on the act, you know, but then again, what if they're bold enough? I mean, they were bold enough to do it in the first place, you know, and now they've learned from their lessons from the last time and, and not you know, sharing, sharing videos of themselves doing stuff. And, you know, like maybe, you know, or, or people actually wearing masks, but not masks for safety, masks to protect their identity, uh, you know, doing shit like storming the Capitol. And, and I, I kind of wanted to throw this, this funny story out there. It's funny now because. After everything that happened, you know, I had mentioned before on anyone's podcast, you know, my dad, w- my dad was a Trump supporter, you know, and we butted heads about it. So as a goof, last year I had, I, I ordered, you know, you, you go and you see those, you know, wish.com is, I ordered my dad a Trump ring, a ring with Trump's head. Now, of course, you know, I'm, I'm certainly not supporting Trump. And it was sort of a, a gag gift for my dad to laugh at and stuff like that. And, and, and you know, and, and it's sort of like, okay, you know, obviously we have issues, but uh, no animosity or whatever. And uh, so I ordered my, and, and I had ordered it and where it was, of course, it was coming from China. <laughs> and it didn't get China. To, China. Um, of course, it didn't get to me by Christmas. Now, mind you, I ordered it, I ordered it like late November. You know, and I was mm-hmm. thinking, okay, it takes, it'll take about a month to get to me. And of course, you know, things being the way they were, I didn't get it. I think by the time I got it and sent it to my dad, he had, I swear to God, January 6th, that morning, my dad had texted me, you know, I got your gift and it's pretty funny or, you know, he's like, ha ha ha. You know, I forgot exactly how he put it, but he's like, I got your gift and I really like it or whatever. And it was, you know, the fucking bogus uh, China, made in China Trump ring. But that same fucking day <laughs> was the resurrection. And I'll always, you know, on top of everything else that happened that, you know, which coincidentally, and, I, and I'm pretty sure, uh, Puerto Rican that are hardcore Catholic, you know, January the 6th is what they call Little Christmas, the Feast of the Three Kings. Uh, you know, once again, I'm not a religious person, but if you are those people that follow that stuff, you know, it, you know, the, the, the story goes that, you know, the, the three kings who gave gifts, uh, didn't, weren't, weren't there exactly when Jesus was born. They showed up like two weeks later, you know, which is, you know, allegedly January the 6th. So, so Puerto Ricans or, or people that are deeply Catholic, they'll celebrate, uh, Little Christmas, which is January the 6th. So like, and, and it's so funny that, you know, I sent my dad, by the time my dad got the gift, he didn't get it on Christmas. He got it on Little Christmas, but you know, it was just, this, it was so weird that like my dad had texted and he had texted me that he got it and you know and it was it was very lighthearted or whatever and i think that was exactly the same time where like as soon as he sent a text to me like on social media that was right when the insurrection was starting to blow up and people were like what the fuck's going to the capital you know i'm all over twitter and all over those times in your lives because i mean i know like you i mean when i've been to your house like you want you keep it on the news channels yeah <laughs> uh you know i'll be honest with you i actually haven't been watching cnn Oh, okay. I mean, well, it's, last, it's, last it's, hung out. <laughs> it's, it's not just because like, you know, I've been off, but it's also because like, and 
I don't know if I really want to get into it, but everything that happened with Chris Cuomo, like I'm just, I, I'm done with watching CNN because I, I feel like what what they did to him was kind of unfair. People can have their own thoughts, but, you know. You you don't if you're gonna fire a guy, fire a guy. Don't sit there and be like, oh, now that there's something else, we're gonna fire you. Like, uh, yeah, that was a whole situation in itself, and I was just like, Mm-mm, I'm not dealing with that. <laughs> you know, like I'm just yeah. Uh, I was just you know yeah. I'm I'm done with that honestly. Yeah. I mean, I'll I'll watch it every once in a while now, but like I'm gonna be canceling my satellite subscription and shit because like I'm just. I don't know. I'm just tired of the hypocrisy. Dude's going to make a shit ton of money because he can sue them. And they're going to have to pay out his, his contract probably. So, you know, he'll win in the end. But And then I think his brother actually, if I read that correctly today, on my beautiful iPhone 13, mind, mind you, not that I'm throwing <laughs> that out there. Um, by the way, iPhone 13, wonderful, beautiful. <laughs> Takes such great pictures of my son. Anyways, um <laughs> Um, I think, I want to say that, I think I saw something come across that Andrew Cuomo got off, or, like, they didn't, um, they chose not to prosecute him for that forcible touching or whatever it was, mm-hmm. which makes me laugh, because it's just like, okay, so why were you putting up such a big thing about it? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I I can't I I I honestly can't uh, comment on it because I wasn't following it, so I <laughs> I have nothing to add to that. <laughs> but no, that- no, it's it's nothing. I mean, it's nothing now. I mean, I dude, I mean that was one of the things of 2021. Like, dude became too much of a fucking <sighs> distraction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here it is: Cuomo not to be prosecuted in the executive mansion groping accusation says Albany DA. So yeah, I mean. Again, I'm just, I'm, I'm kind of just sitting here going, you know, it, it was one of those years where, it was, uh, can we just move on? I mean, I, I, you know, in somewhat related news, I mean, I should be back to work. <laughs> oh, that, yeah, fuck you! <laughs> I should be back to work at, at my old job soon. I, you know, I, you know, me, me and my boss are, are in communication and stuff like. Or should I, I, I? It's funny how I still refer to him as my boss, even though I technically haven't worked with him for like almost well, in April will be two years. Um, but you know, he he assures me that. You know, things are working in the right direction and I should be, I mean, it'd be great and it should be working by, you know, for the end of the month. And, uh, which couldn't come at a fucking, you know, better time because, you know, uh, my car has broke down yet again. And, uh, my car is in a thing called crawl mode. And it took me a while to figure it out because, you know, I was having issues and, and, uh, like my check engine light. It didn't come on. Well, should I say it came on, but it was blinking. I'm like, what the fuck is this? So my check engine light was coming on, and then you get these fucking notifications. You know, check the stability track and check the the. I forgot the other word. It's a you know. Long story short, it's like it's like the the car is sensing that there could be a problem, and I'm ho- and I'm hoping. Now, mind you, I thought it was the valve. I went and I bought a valve online, and I replaced the valve myself. And then I thought, and then I'm watching this other video online, and oh, it's this it's spark plugs. So I bought spark plugs, and I gapped them, and I did all the shit I had to do, and I put a change of my spark plugs. Still had the problem, fucking issue. And now my car is officially in this thing called crawl mode, which means that it, like it won't drive more than 40 miles an hour. And even when it does drive 40 miles an hour, the fucking thing shakes like it's terrifying. And 
like you're fucking, you're racing your RPMs at like 2,000, 3,000, I mean, 3,000, 4,000, you know, just to get up to the 40 miles per hour, which is fucking terrifying. You know, you're, you're pressing the gas and the car just won't go. So it's in this thing called crawl mode. And so, you know, expecting, you know, I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to beg, borrow, and steal so I can fucking get my car back up and running until, you know, work, you know, or at the very least I can say like, look, you know, can I borrow money until my <laughs> until i get back to work and and i'll pay you back as soon as but uh so i'm out of commission I, i'm not working uh my car's not working and so i'm in a pretty fucked position so i do need to get back to work as soon as fucking possible uh because you know not having a car you know it does get pricey you know like if you you know and and you know and you know it's not that i don't mind taking the bus and stuff like that but there's certain things you know that you know, like even like when I went for my sleep study, I, I I I mean, well, they have a thing where like Medicaid can pay for the car, so I had like Medicaid, you know, pay for my ride or whatever. But I mean, it was such a fucking clusterfuck, you know. You have to call fifty thousand people, and I was supposed to get like last night, I was supposed to get picked up at like six thirty in the morning from the hospital, and they didn't, and I had you know I had to make fifty phone calls, and I didn't get out of the fucking I didn't get out of the hospital like to damn near eight, you know, waiting around for like an hour and a half waiting for these people to come that you know, finally you know I had to make like you know, five different phone calls to fucking finally get through. And, um, you know, but, you know, certain things, you know, you, you can't take a bus or, you know, or like if you're going food shopping, what are you going to take? Put all your fucking groceries on the bus, you know, so you know, certain times where you have to take an Uber or you have to take a Lyft and shit like that. So, you know, life is kicking me, <laughs> life is kicking me in the ass also. Um, so, and, and speaking of, here, here's my public service announcement to our audience. <laughs> I've been going through a lot of shit recently and, uh, take care of your teeth, people. Brush your teeth. Twice a day, floss at least once a day. Make sure you get in there. Make sure when you get your flosses, you're you're getting into your teeth and kind of like really getting into the gums. Dig into there and, and get almost under your gums uh, at the root of each tooth. Because and I don't I don't think we've discussed this since in the last episode, but I had a I had to get a tooth extracted. Ooh, and I had gotten a vertical a vertical crack. Because, you know, there's people who have horizontal cracks, and horizontal cracks, like, they can kind of mend that and shit like that with a vertical crack. Now, mind you, of course, yeah, if I had, and if I had insurance that was better than Medicaid, <laughs> uh, I could have technically gotten gotten it. But with Medicaid, they're like, you know what, we're just going to fucking... And, like, the good thing is, like, my tooth was pretty healthy. It just had a fucking crack in it. And, of course, I had prided... I had, my whole life, I've always prided myself on taking care of I thought I had taken it. I brushed my teeth. And, I mean, I know my breath probably isn't the greatest, <laughs> But, you know, I try to take care of it. And so I had this vertical crack. So, like, by my by itself, it, it wasn't painful. But if obviously if I ate anything and the, and the part of the tooth that moved, moved, I mean, then I would feel the pain. So I had to go to the fucking dentist. They had to do the extraction. And once again, you know, Medicaid, you know, they, they numb your, you know, they numb your face. But, you know, you still have to fucking deal with the doctor fucking digging into your jaw and cracking. Because, you know, the, the, the bigger part of my tooth was nice and healthy. You know, I mean, other than the crack in it. So, like, you know, they literally had to, like, break my tooth to get it out of my, you know. And that shit was fucking traumatizing. <laughs> that shit was fucking traumatizing when they were fucking taking my tooth out. Like, I was like, if this, if this was fucking torture, I will tell them whatever the fuck they want to know. <laughs> I, will, I will give up the end. I'll give up our headquarters. I'll get because because that shit. And I mind you, and that was with uh, the big giant, you know. And, and they kept, uh, the woman gave me, you know, she injected me. She injected me twice. And, and she's like, can you feel it? And she's, she's tapping my tooth with whatever the hook they have, whatever. And even though it wasn't painful, I said, yeah, I do feel it. It felt like a fucking like needle was going into, into my jaw. And she goes, well, I'll give you a third ampule. You know, they call it ampules. She goes, but, uh, 
if you don't, uh, if you still feel pain, if you still feel anything, we can't do the procedure and you have to come back another time. And, you know, I was tired of having pain in my tooth, you know, when I was trying to eat. And I'm like, okay, just fucking do it. And, and, and like I said, I didn't feel that, pain, but you still feel the pressure, you know, like the, like outside or around, you know, everywhere but the jaw, you kind of felt it and break a tooth. And I'm telling you people, brush your teeth twice a day, floss, get up in there under the gums as much as you can and, uh, use Listerine. Once again, or, or, or a mouthwash like a Listerine that has whatever, because, you know, and then I went back and then I go for my follow up and the dentist goes, I have periodontitis and then I have what they call bone loss. And like, now that she's making me terrified, she's like, you know, if you don't take care of the front teeth, like, you know, the, the you know, the, your, you think, you think, you know, the two front teeth, the two top and then the bottom four or whatever, you know, once, you know, when you see someone who's missing those teeth, you kind of like look at them like, you know, you can't take a person seriously when they're missing the front teeth. <laughs> and so, and so she has me terrified thinking I'm going to lose them or lose. And she goes, she didn't say exactly which one. She goes, one of these looks like it's going to like come out soon. And I was like, no. So, you know, I mean, I don't want to be one of those people. You know, I've always kind of prided myself on how well my tooth are, my teeth are, but also like that crack. I mean, of course, it was issues, whatever, teeth aren't supposed to crack, but you know, I stress, I'm so stressed out all the time and I clench my jaw that I had, I had clenched my jaw, you know, after years of clenching, 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 you know, on top of just regular wear and tear, not good. So, <laughs> so that's my public service announcement. People, please take care of your teeth. Uh, we, we talked about the COVID restrictions. I mean, the CDC sort of lightening their restrictions where like, I guess if people are testing positive, they're only giving them a five day break from work or not break, but you know, you're, you're supposed to like isolate for five days. People are saying like, you need, it should be two weeks or, you know, or a week or whatever. So that's sort of, that's sort of a, you know, scaring me that they're lightning, you know, because these people are putting pressure on the CDC. Like, oh, we need to go back to work and stuff. But, you know, once again, we'll talk, we already spoke about that. But, you know, had, had people just fucking followed the rules in the beginning, we wouldn't be here. Um, okay, what else? Uh, Christmas Day, driving on Christmas Day when my car was still working before it finally finally went into crawl mode. It was just weird. Like, you know, people, you know, along with everything else, like the, everything actually was shut down on Christmas Day. It was really fucking freaky. The, the only places open were like Chinese restaurants and, uh, what was the other place? What? I just, no, I think I did see a pharmacy open. But it was like pretty much all just fucking Chinese food places that were the only places open on Christmas Day. And I mean, obviously, like hospitals and shit were still open. Um, for Christmas, being a grown ass adult, you know, when, you know, that's when you're getting old, when, when Christmas comes and, and, you know, you're the one giving gifts, you're not getting anything. But I actually got a air fryer, which I've been having a lot of fun with. I've been using, I don't want to say it. On a daily basis, but at least every other day I've been fucking with my air fryer. And it's possibly, you know, you know, you know, you're old when you get an air fryer and you're excited about it and, uh, trying to like learn recipes and stuff like, you know, I mean, luckily right now my situation, like my situation with food, I mean, yeah, I may be broke, but you know, uh, food right now isn't, isn't uh, a worry for me. So, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, cooking and stuff like that has been, you know, like hasn't been an issue. Written house found not guilty. Uh, let's not even get into that shit. Uh, <laughs> I just have it in my notes. I just, uh, burning down the Fox News tree. And also, like, Paul, have you noticed there's a fucking, where did all these panhandlers in Rochester? It seems like, like, I mean, I mean, look, I know, I know times are getting rough and shit. Like, Rochester is getting panhandled in, like, New York City was in the 80s. Like, every fucking intersection has some guy that wants, and, like, they're getting, like, almost, like, aggressive. People just, like, straight up coming up to your car and shit like that. You know, I kind of give them the evil eye. <laughs> you know, let them know even fucking even bother. Or, or a thing I like to do is like if you pull up to an internet that has a panhandler, put a whole space, uh, a whole car length between your car and the car in front of you. Yeah. And so the panhandler kind of like looks at you and like you obviously like you're like I'm 
I don't even want, I don't even want my car next to you. Cause you know, usually if you're up, if you're up right at the light, the panhandle's right there and they're like two feet away from you. If you kind of give it some space, then the funny thing is if they walk up to your car, then you drive forward. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fill that spot, and then they feel like an asshole. They realize they're not gonna, you know. And it used to be the panhandlers were they were by they were by the liquor stores. They were they were in spots in this, which you know kind of makes sense that you know where they're gonna be. You know, you go and like in both like north and south and east and like at both the north and south intersection and the east and west intersection, there's two separate panhandlers at each fucking. I swear to God, there's like at every fucking light, there's a there's another person with a sign, another person walking up to the fucking car. And, it, you know, it's, it's fucking frustrating. Like, you know, where the fuck did all these guys come? And I mean, once again, I know the economy is bad, but, you know, you know, I don't know. It just seems that, what the fuck? <laughs> so, but like I said, that's my little, um, that's my little, that's your uh, little rant, my, yeah. my little life hack is, you know, when, when yeah. you pull up to a car that has an intersection, and you don't want to deal with somebody, give, give them the whole length of the car. Cause they're so used to everyone pulling up to the car. And, 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 you know, I'm not the one. I don't have that white guilt. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of people that are doing well in life and, and they have that guilt and, and they give people money. The white guilt. It's, it's, it's that white guilt. It's like, oh, I'm living, I'm, my life is so great. My life is so great that, you know, I can't see another person there suffering, you know, when you, you know, I don't, I, I, I don't have that kind of, uh, sympathy. Uh, you know, I, I've dealt with enough people that I know that they're full of shit that, you know, that, you know, if, if you played your cards, now, of course, look, there's the mentally ill. And of course, you know, there's people with, there's people with mental issues and, and should be having, should be getting treatment and, and stuff like that. But, you know, and I hate to sound like it, but you could, you could look at somebody and see, you know, motherfucker, you know, you could be working. You could be doing shit, you know, whatever, or you made enough, you made enough mistakes in your life or, you know, get the fuck off drugs. Oh, that's, get your you know, shit in order. That, that's one thing that's, that's, that's been interesting to me is like, there's a lot of jobs out there, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I, I'm very surprised at how many jobs that are out there, honestly. And, like, the amount of money that these places are paying, like, holy shit. Like, you go to you could go to McDonald's. No, I'm not working at McDonald's. I'd shoot myself. But yeah, um, it beats the shit out of standing out in 35-degree weather asking for fucking pocket change. But you could go to – you could go to um, – you could go to um, God. I'm losing my mind right now because it's almost midnight tonight. Um, you could go to McDonald's, make $17 an hour, right now, even though nobody really wants to do that, and be making more than man. Some managers are making at some of these companies. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I talked about Planet Fitness, but like, you know, I think some of these, I think some of these companies are just very clueless about what they're missing out on because, really, at the end of the day. They're kind of hurting themselves, mm-hmm. you know. Even the company I work for right now, you know, I, I feel like in some ways they need to increase their wages because that's why people don't stick around. Is because as a manager, yes, if you're giving, if you're doing other things to boost their pay, that's great. But you also have to give them a better wage because if somebody at McDonald's is making more than them, you're kind of sitting there going, well, then why would I stay here? Yeah, you know what I mean. So. And uh, so I think uh, with that, we'll be back with more Dick and Fart Jokes. This episode of Two Strangers, One Podcast is brought to you by Comics Etc. 1115 East Main and North Goodman at the Hungerford Building, door number eight. Find out more information at comicsetc.biz or like them on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash comicsetc1. Did you ever see a film at such a young age it left you traumatized with cinematic wounds? Oh, Nick 
It's a dead issue, man. Don't don't push it. Cinema Psyops is a weekly podcast documenting an ongoing experiment on the mind of an unwilling test subject. No one should have to watch this movie. Oh, no one should have to watch this. No one should have to watch this movie. Surprisingly, it's not a topic that a lot of people really want to tackle. I'm shocked, Prudes. I know, really. Right? It's the next sexual frontier that no one wants to explore. I am, in the most sincerest of senses, disappointed in you. It takes a powerful goddess like Connie, jam her arm down the monster's throat and kill it. I'm still tripping out over that. Even as a kid, I was like, I gotta find a girl like that. Every week, I I get a new look of disappointment that I never thought I could get out of it. unimaginable. At 12 years old, you should not be watching this movie. Obviously. At 13, you should not be. 14, you shouldn't be. I'm not entirely sure even 17-year-olds should be watching this movie. Just because you're offended by something doesn't mean that you have the right to demand that it doesn't exist. Watching this film again, I had all of this like little nerd glee with everything that kept little history doll popping up at you. So I totally loved this film. Hey, I know why you you couldn't see that. It's because your brain's warped watching this shit at 12 years old. Yeah, this is this is a rough movie. I told you ahead of time when we were getting ready to do it that it was. How did you watch this shit at 12? Because physical wounds heal, cinematic ones don't. Listen to Cinema Psyops. And we're back. All right, Paul. Second half of the show, the nerdy news, and mm-hmm. uh, and not that I have a ton of nerdy news. We have big giant, big giant earth moving, earth shattering uh, changes and, and stuff that we love. And of course, anyone who's been following the show for years knows that you know, obviously, you know, we are both Spider-Man fans, and uh, we've had this conversation a million times when it comes to Spider-Man and which ones of our favorite movies and stuff like that. But uh, I mean, and spoiler, 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 we are going to be talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, so if uh, you haven't seen it yet, what the fuck is wrong with you? I mean, the movie's only made a billion dollars, so if you haven't seen it, if you haven't seen it yet, you're not a fan. <laughs> you would have made time to see it. Or there's, or there's people like me that just don't want to support certain movie theaters right at the moment. I mean, I guess, look, I mean, okay, I mean, we're, we're talking about pandemic. There are people who may like, look, I don't want to go to them. It's not essential and stuff like that. And it was weird because they did go opening day. And of course, I didn't go to the one that you don't want me to go to. <laughs> I, you know, I had actually, uh, I, I, I had went to uh, the one, the one that uh, you, you used to give me shit about going to. <laughs> And not anymore. Uh, but I went there and the weird, th- I mean, you know, of course, look, I talk about trying to be safe, trying to be safe. I went opening day, Spider-Man four o'clock show. The theater was packed. It was the first time I've been in a packed theater. God knows how many <sighs> years. And that's sad. There was, there were only, and mind you, it wasn't, it wasn't in the IMAX. You know, I, I, I kind of, of course, I wanted to see it in the IMAX, but. It was sold out. Probably. I also, you know, I, you know, I, with my window and, and luckily, like my daughter had someone to watch her because I, I want, I want, she, I asked her if she wanted to go, and you know, right, right now, my daughter is not in that kind of shit. She, so she, she had, she was being babysat, so it's not like beggars can't be choosers. I got to see it as much as fast as I can so I can get back home. So uh, went to the four o'clock show. I got there probably ten fifteen minutes before the movie started. After me, there were only three empty. Which, you know, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if those seats probably got fold up, filled up or fold up. <laughs> and and it was a packed fucking theater, which I haven't seen. I mean, obviously, look, yeah, when you go to the IMAX and you go opening night, uh, any of the Star Wars movies, uh, Marvel movies, obviously. But, I mean, the smaller movies, again, I went to go see Free Guy. And I, Free Guy, there was maybe four people in the theater. I think of the other movie. You know, the last movie I saw before the pandemic. Well, I saw you know, Free Guy was during, you know, I saw like the Impractical Jokers movie, you know, right before the shit went to hell with the pandemic. And and that was once again, you know, back before the world went to hell, you know, see maybe at maybe ten people in the theater, you know, and and it was interesting, and you know, and then look, you know, 
I, I, I point fingers, but you know, yes, I, I did go out. <laughs> you know, I did go out uh, to go see Spider-Man the night it opened, and um, and, and so you know, and of course, you know, you know, this was. I mean, of course, the you movie know, literally made a billion dollars or whatever, but it's because you know they were smart enough, and 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 luckily, I mean, this could have went. This could have went sideways real easy. They could have fucked up this movie really. It would have been very easy to fuck up this one. But to to be smart enough to bring in spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Uh, you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield, uh, which of course you know we all we all knew what was going to happen. But they, I was I was so surprised that they didn't uh, they didn't spoil any advertising, you know, because they could have easily done it. I mean, they they did spoil obviously uh, Doc Ock and Green Goblin and, and Electro and the Sandman. And the lizard, but it could, you know, once again, and that was, I mean, you know, and it was fun. Now, I, I should have asked, did you, have you seen it or no? You haven't seen it. Spider-Man No Way. Oh, I no, I haven't seen it, but I mean, I, I got enough spoiled to, uh, oh, to know what happened. Oh, that's right, yeah, 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 because you were, at, I forgot that, that, like, when I got home, like you would, you were like, okay, spoil it for me, <laughs> which I was like surprised. But yeah, I mean, you know, was it the greatest movie I've ever seen? But it was very fun. It was definitely a pop. You know, as much as I love and respect Tom Holland, my movies are the Sam Raimi, Tobey Maguire movie. Like I said, Tom Holland, it's like saying, what's your favorite food or steak? I'm both fucking delicious. <laughs> you can't compare. You can't compare lasagna versus steak. They're two different by things. The way, by the way, why did... Look, I, I understand, like, I can understand why people maybe wanted to have another like the amazing spider-man 3 but like do we really need another amazing spider-man 3 <laughs> no and i say this only because maybe because you haven't seen the movie <laughs> but i think you know they they redeem they actually redeem andrew garfield as spider-man in this movie i oh they, no i i get uh, no i get that i understand but like it's it's just very, it's just very funny that all of a sudden now, like everybody's like, oh, well, we need to give him a another movie, and I'm just sitting here going, no, you don't need to give him another movie, <laughs> like, but I, I kind of, so, I preface it by saying, you don't need to give him another movie, but you just made something that makes it go, makes me go, well, now you have to have Venom fight if you're gonna have Venom fight a Spider-Man, you got to figure out how to do that. Oh wait, you have a young Spider-Man over here, why not use him? So, you know, I I don't know. I just, it was just really weird for me because, yes, I haven't seen the movie, but it's just like, it's very weird to me that all of a sudden people were like, oh, Andrew Garfield needs a Spider-Man 3. And I'm like, no, not really. You put him in Venom. Put him in the third Venom like they want to do. That's I mean, a- apparently, apparently there was so there was a fight scene in, in uh, this Spider-Man that never made it to the, the movie with Venom. So I, I don't know. I mean, the the thing is, okay, as much as I would love to see, I would love to see Tobey Maguire, Sam Raimi, Spider-Man 4, based on whatever, whatever uh, they had existed, which I don't think they will do because so much has been spilled onto the internet, they probably won't do that because why release a movie that people kind of already know about? And, and of course, you know, you know, but I, I think they've redeemed both Andrew Garfield and, and Tobey Maguire that, we are going to see them in another Marvel movie, or at the very least, another Sony movie. We're going to see them both, yeah, in, in, as Spider-Man. Maybe not in the same movie, but you know, the, I mean, with No Way Home being such the fucking giant blockbuster that it is, it's got so many people sort of like reopen their eyes to those other Spider-Man that 
you know, and, and, and that's, you know, and, and that's the one thing I love about, uh, Kevin Feige, you know, Kevin Feige, you know, like when you see, like we'll talk about later, you know, the show Hawkeye or, or like a WandaVision, you know, you took characters that weren't exactly loved. I mean, not that people, you know, I mean, people liked the Scarlet Witch and people liked Hawkeye and they could, you know, but no one really gave a shit about them. And then they go, you give them shows like Hawkeye or WandaVision and, uh, it kind of opens up the fandom, like you get, like you kind of see things from their point of view, and I think that's what happened with this. It took a character that the fans, even us diehard fans, didn't like fucking Andrew Andrew Garfield as Spider Man, and it, it redeems him. <laughs> it, it kind of gives. So I think we are going to see them come back as spider-man you know i don't think they're i i don't think they're going to give us amazing spider-man 3 and i don't think they're going to give us no, I, I don't. spider-man 1 i think they're calling that i think the the official thing is like the Tobey Maguire is friendly neighborhood spider-man andrew garfield is the amazing spider-man and tom harland is just spider-man yeah i think so i i think what's going to end up happening is you know there's been a lot of rumors swirling around um one thing i i think think that was definitely confirmed was is they had signed this movie back in 2020 and basically without even seeing a script and we're like yeah we're gonna fucking do this shit um so that's pretty awesome but like you know one rumor is running around that he's gonna be there's gonna be an amazing spider-man 3 another rumor is you know Tommy Maguire is going to get a get like a wolf like a logan treatment and basically get like a final act kind of thing and uh, and then there's, there was another rumor I saw something about they're going to be in secret wars and I'm just like, all right, slow down, yeah. <laughs> I'm like slow down, slow down. Just listen, Sony. Yes. Did Sony do something right? Yes, they did. They may actually, I mean, if this keeps going the way that it's going, this could be one of the top five films of all time, grossing mm. films say of all time, you know, it, it, it could do that. It's probably going to kill a bunch of people because people, they're going to get COVID, but <laughs> you know it is what it is you know so you know we'll just have to wait and see how it all pans out but as a spider-man fan as a fan of toby Maguire, mm-hmm. am i am i happy yes i am mm-hmm. am i do i want to see more of toby Maguire? fuck yes i do want to see more of toby Maguire. do i do i think that do i want to see more of andrew garfield um if if you're going to do andrew garfield again I want it done in a way that makes sense. So putting him in the Venom movie, for example, makes sense because Venom, well, the Venom that we know in the movies right now is in a different universe than MCU Spider-Man. However, obviously, yes, I know about the other thing. <laughs> so, I mean, he's well, in multiple... We were spoilers, so we'll just see it on yeah. the, in the post credit scene that has... Uh, it's the Venom from the Sony universe... But uh, as all the other guys go back to the other universe, there's some some explanation. There's a, a little little drop of venom is still in 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 our MCU. So yeah. <laughs> we'll go, yeah. But yeah, so I mean, you know, it's it's one of those things where you sit there and go, okay, well, this is great because now you know venom can be used in multiple ways. That's that's great. That's wonderful. Um, personally, I want to see a Tom Holland Venom Spider-Man or Black Spider-Man suit, but you know, well, and by well, the way, they do said it the right they're, way. they're they're doing three more Spider-Man movies. Well, you know, they announced it, which I think you know that's you know the, you could have one movie where he has the black suit it's, and his black suit Spider-Man. It's yeah. it's kind of still up in the air though, Chris, because mm-hmm. Tom Holland's like, listen, I'm taking a break mm-hmm. and I'm going to 
like try to start a family with Zendaya over here. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here like, okay, well, and then he's talking about, oh, I'm not going to be when I, if I'm still doing Spider-Man after 30, I'm doing something wrong. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, dudes would kill to be doing Spider-Man <laughs> after 30. Shut the fuck up and do Spider-Man. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, it, it's, it's always funny to me because, there's two there's two superman there's two superheroes that sell a lot of fucking things. It's Spider-Man and Batman. Mm-hmm. So if you're not doing fucking Spider-Man and Batman, you're fucking losing out on this. Mm-hmm. So and 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 let me allow me to throw this one thing out there. You know, Kevin Feige has, Kevin Feige's playing 4D chess here. Um, you know, now that we have uh you know, Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield as part of the multiverse, somewhere down the line we're going to have to introduce Miles Morales. And of course, much like Into the Spider-Verse, where there was uh, an old, burnt-out Spider-Man who's sort of over the hill and whatever the case may be, we now have two Spider-Men, two Spider-Men that can be that over the hill. I mean, I don't think they're going to, they're not going to, they're not going to repeat Spider-Verse where, you know, he's wearing fucking sweatpants and like that. But, you know, now that Tobey Maguire is getting a little older, you know, and he's my Spider-Man, you know, but he's not exactly a spry young chicken, you know, but he can come back and be that, be that uh, mentor to a young Miles Morales that, you know, that already has been hinted at in the, you know, in the first, uh, in Homecoming when they had his uncle played by, uh, Glover, you know, uh, Gam- uh, Childish Gambino, whatever it is, I forgot his real well, name. Well, we, we, we do have an old Spider-Man that, that could, you know. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have an old Spider-Man who can Toby be from a, who's from a different universe, <laughs> who will be since to train Miles Morales and whoever you know. I'm pretty sure they'll get a, a young teenage uh, black guy. Or, you know how awesome would that be to have Tobey Maguire be the burnt out, you know, beat up over the hill Spider-Man that sort of mm-hmm. redeems himself. Even though he kind of redeemed himself in this movie, but you know he and and you know and, I mean he didn't he didn't really need to be redeemed though, did he? Because I mean, well, not don't redeemed, get me wrong. but just you know, just re- have people remind him how remind how awesome he is. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, but you know, I, I keep hearing this word thrown around about redeemed, as in like Tobey Maguire did something wrong. Tobey Maguire didn't do anything wrong. Sammy, Sam, Sam Raimi didn't do anything wrong either. Well, the fucking person that did something wrong was fucking um, was was Sony because they fucked up the movie, the last movie they did. Because here's the thing: look at look at how Venom is right now. Right, uh-huh. you could have had this version of Venom in the Tobey Maguire third film, and it would have been ten. T- it would have been ten times better. But uh, people, people just won't shut the fuck up about you know the dancing scene in Spider-Man three. You know, and it's you know for for two of the greatest movies of uh, you know two of the greatest Spider-Man movies, greatest Marvel movies in general. Those first two Sam Raimi Spider-Man movies, people will not shut the fuck up about that dance scene. And it's sort of like, not that it's redeeming him, but it's sort of like redeeming that character. Because, you know, oh, he's wearing dressed in black and he was dancing in the streets. And, it's, and yes, it was stupid and killy and, you know, but, you know, there's been fucking five Spider-Man movies since then or six Spider-Man movies since then. Drop the fucking dancing Tobey Maguire. And so, I mean, when I say redeem, you know, it's like I'm glad that, you know, like we can kind of redeem where he's, he's we, we didn't leave on that note where he's you know, in a black, you know, in a black suit dancing in a fucking jazz club. <laughs> so that's, I mean, I don't want to say redemption. You know, I don't want that to be the final note. 
there, there was a there was a funny there was a couple funny jokes where uh so mcguire spider-man uh, talks about how his back hurts and, and he asks andrew garfield to help crack his back because you know in between uh, spider-man 2 and 3 you know toby mcguire was threatening not to come back saying that he had a bag he had a bad uh, back he was having back issues and uh you know sony kind of called his bluff and said you know uh, we'll just get jake gyllenhaal <laughs> coincidental Mysterio but they said oh we'll get Jake Gyllenhaal to play Spider-Man and all of a sudden Tobey Maguire's back problems <laughs> magically cleared up uh, so there was a joke about uh, Spider-Man cracking his back and uh, there was another cool scene where Zendaya falling the Andrew Garfield character catches her and saves her and uh, you know and it's obviously a throw a call back to uh, in his movies with Gwen Stacy you know, in that one, you know, he tries to catch Gwen Stacy. She, her bre- her back breaks because, you know, he, he flips her with this spider web and her velocity is so fast that, you know, fucking cracks her back and she dies. So, uh, and like he catches her and like he gets real teary eyed and shit like that. And once again, you know, it's like, you know, Andrew Garfield's a good actor. I don't want to, I'm not, I don't want to take that away from him, but you know, I don't like him as my Spider-Man. Um, but you know, I mean, you know, you, you get, there were cute little jokes in this and, um, and of course, I mean, other uh, giant, uh, spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. They introduced Matt Murdock when Peter Parker needs a, uh, Peter Parker needs a, a lawyer. <laughs> and they have Matt Murdock played by, uh, Charlie Dunham? Charlie Hunnam? Charlie Dunham? I forgot, I forgot his whole name, but the guy from the Netflix Daredevil. Yeah, uh, whatever his name is. <laughs> which, you know, I mean, I technically, if we're doing multiverse, I mean, we get Ben Affleck in there. <laughs> but I, you know, I don't think we'll ever see that, but, um, and I think Ben Affleck has like gone on record said he doesn't want he doesn't want to do any fucking super, but uh, but that's a whole other. Uh, but we get the um, you know we get uh, you know Charlie Dun- uh, Charlie whatever we get <laughs> the Netflix Daredevil in there, which once again I think they will explain it as maybe a different universe. Oh no no wait no because he's has Netflix the Netflix shows I I don't know where they sit with the MC. They were supposed to be connected with, but they never really were. Like they, they, like it seems like once they came out, they sort of kind of went, you know. And the same thing with Agents of Shield. You know, they put out these shows that I think they were supposed to. You could kind of just write it off that like the Netflix, the Netflix show was just Daredevil, but another or whatever the case. And then, and also with that, speaking of Daredevil, the return of Kingpin and the Hawkeye show. Yep. You know, Vincent D'Onofrio came out. You know, you know, it's what well, I should, I probably should have said spoilers about that also, but. um you know, Vincent D'Onofrio coming back, reprising his, uh, you know, they can't get, uh, Michael Clark Duncan. <laughs> so we're talking about multiverse. Uh, but, you know, Vincent D'Onofrio coming back as, 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 uh, the kingpin in, uh, and Daredevil. He, he was really only in one episode. He was in, I mean, like the second to last episode, they have him in a picture and like, ooh, you get all excited. And of course, you know, we, we knew he was going to be in that last episode. Uh, and of course he put it, he, he did a great performance. You know, that last episode of Hawkeye was like, a, it was an hour long when all the other episodes were like 35 minutes. And, uh, you know, and, and, but once again, if you look at him, it's obviously it's the same actor, but he's playing Kingpin a little bit different. So I, you know, I, I, you know, once again, I think they're gonna, I think they may write off the Netflix shows is they're, you know, the same actors, but the same way like, uh, J. Jonah Jameson and like the J. Jonah Jameson from the Rami, Sam Raimi movies had hair and everything like that. And now in No Way Home and, you know, these in the Tom Holland trilogy, J. Jonah Jameson is bald. So it's sort of like it's the same actor, but from a different universe. So they look they look the same, but different, if that makes any sense. And of course, Hawkeye, that's, you know, that came to an end. I forgot how many episodes. I want to say eight episodes, six episodes. I want to no, know eight episodes and, uh, you know, really fun uh, lighthearted, uh, introducing the, the Haley Steinfeld's character, Steinfeld, as, you know, um, 
I guess the new Hawkeye or, you know, like, you know, they're, you know, they're, they're slowly putting together the, the, the young Avengers. So, um, you know, they're bringing her. Then the, the villain of the show is, uh, Echo, which they already, like earlier this year, they had announced that, that she's going to get her own show. She's, she's a villain, but she's one of those villains that you kind of understand why she's a villain. So it's like, she's bad, but she's not really bad. And, uh, but she's deaf and she's a fighter. And so sort of like it kind of reminds me of like a daredevil, like a superhero with a disability, but just makes their other abilities stronger or whatever the case. So Hawkeye was pretty fucking. And then let me see what else we got here. And then technically, <laughs> and this will probably be my last uh, MCU bit. Uh, the if Tobey Maguire is in the MCU now, if, you know, if the Tobey Maguire, you know, that character is now in our MCU. That makes the 2002 Spider-Man officially the first <laughs> oh you saw that meme you did didn't you? mc it makes it i mean you know it takes technically it makes it the first mcu movie um which i mean i think you know sony may sony may say no but fuck it it's canon <laughs> that's the first uh you know until uh you know eventually you know they're gonna address blade and shit like that which i mean i don't think they'll ever bring wesley bring back wesley snipes but, you know, once again, if we have a multiverse or if we have a secret wars or if we have some sort of multiverse of madness, I mean, technically, <laughs> Wesley Snipes before uh, and the X-Men. So if that's the case, then it'll be Blade will be the first MCU. Uh, OK, so unless you have anything else about that, uh, Matrix Resurrections, uh, I wanted to enjoy it. I watched it twice to see if maybe I was missing something, <laughs> you know, and I've watched a bunch of videos online and I've listened to a couple podcasts and people like, you know, how it's like a meta commentary on how the Matrix films sort of like affected pop culture and how everything's a reboot now. And, and, you know, the movie itself is a reboot and it's kind of goofing on reboots. Uh, that's how you control people now is by like giving them nostalgia because nostalgia will shut them up. Like, you know, there's no such thing as an original movie anymore. Feeding people stuff that they think they like, and they'll keep coming back. And, and that's, you know, this is exactly what the movie was. You know, it wasn't that, and, you know, I want my Matrix movies with philosophy. I want my Matrix movies with action. And it was more just like a a meta story. It was a, it was, you know, I don't want to, joke's not the right word. It wasn't a joke. Um, But it was sort of like a commentary on uh, reboot culture and stuff like that. And how it's sort of like a control, and, you know, to make people, to shut people up. You kind of give them nostalgia. And shit like that, you know, we're living in a world where, you know, everything's getting fucking rebooted. Um, you know, I mean, I, it wasn't bad. I just, it wasn't what I wanted it to be. And I guess that's my fault <laughs> that it wasn't what I wanted it to be. But, you know, I, I, a lot of people are kind of saying the same thing, you know, you know, and it's, it's sort of a, it certainly doesn't like super connect with the other movies other than, you know, the other movies sort of established the world, but it doesn't feel like any of the other movies. It feels like its own thing. Uh, but then again, you know, the cynical part of me is like saying it's a fucking reboot. It's a soft reboot. It's the same way like The Force Awakens was a soft reboot on Star Wars, sort of like it's setting up a new trilogy. It's setting up a new a new bunch of movies that are probably you know, planned to come out after it. You know, not that I want to be cynical about it. I, I wanted to enjoy it. I watched it twice. You know, like the first first Matrix movie I can watch a million times. You know, the first Matrix movie, and I and I've I've easily seen the first Matrix movie fifty times at least. You know, in the past twenty years. You know, this one not so much. <laughs> you know, I'm not I'm not exactly going to revisit it. You know, I mean, if it's on streaming, it's on streaming. But I I, I generally. You know, I'm not going to go, oh, let's watch Matrix Resurrections. You know, only reason I watch it is if, you know, we're watching all the movies or something. You know, like if you're with, you know, another fan and you're going to rewatch all the Matrix movies just to, for shits and giggles. Um, okay, what else we have? Uh, Book of Boba Fett just came out on, on, on uh, Disney Plus. Um, pretty interesting. Uh, it was sort of a, you know, I guess spoilers for people. I mean, you know, once again, if you're a diehard fan, you would have seen it by now, but, uh, you know, he escapes the Sarlacc pit. 
which a lot of people were, you know, you know, we, uh, I mean, I had made a post about it that, uh, you, you seen that bit with, the uh, Patton Oswald on Parks and Rec, where he's doing like a filibuster scene and he's talking about, like, he's doing, he, and he's like, and this was done like in 2014 or something like that, where he was talking about the, the crossover between Marvel and Disney and all this other stuff. And he was sort of talking, he was doing this whole like filibuster that he, he wrote himself about, you know, there being like a multiverse, but the multiverse be a crossover between the Star Wars movies and the Marvel movie. He kind of starts his rant with, rant starts with, you know, Boba Fett escapes from the Sarlacc pit and we see his glove punch out of the sand. And it was so, like, like they stole, they, not that they stole it. I'm pretty sure it was an homage or what, you know, they, they, they took something that people kind of knew about and, and threw it in there. So I'm kind of liking where, you know, and one of the, like I said, one of my, uh, complaints about the show is that since it takes place on Jabba, you know, Jabba's palace with the uh, Boba Fett taking over Jabba's mafia empire, whatever you want to call it, underworld empire, it's all on fucking Tatooine again. And it's like, oh god, you know, Jesus Christ, can we ever get off this fucking planet? <laughs> no. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, doing deserts is cheap, but it's easy, even with their, you know, their projections and stuff like that. I mean, hopefully they'll give us a little more and stuff like that, but it's, it's super easy to give us that. Uh, but I am digging it, you know, I, I very much enjoyed it. I mean, some people didn't, I, mean, I don't know, you know, I like the Mandalorian and this seems pretty good and I'm, I'm kind of curious what they're going to do with it, but, uh, you know, Tenamore Morrison, and, and it's sort of, you know, he's an older guy and stuff like that. And, you know, because, you know, since between the prequels and now, you know, it being like 20 years and stuff like that, he's gotten older. But then again, the characters, you know, all the clone troopers uh, would have gotten been 20 years older or, or you know, well, him, him being the, the first clone or whatever. So he would be older. So it's sort of like, you know, here's a guy who's sort of like trying to redeem himself, you know, even though he's older and sort of beat up and stuff. I, I like it. I, I really like it that, you know, first episode was directed by Robert Rodriguez. I think he's sort of like overseeing all the shows and stuff like that. And of course, it's fucking Robert Rodriguez. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, he, he directed that. He did that one really good episode of, of The Mandalorian last year and stuff like that, where, where they brought back Luke Skywalker. And, um, so. I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm excited for it. And the first episode was pretty good in my opinion. And, uh, Don't Look Up, the movie about, uh, people who, they, you know, there's a, there's a planet, there's a comet, uh, a planet killer comet, you know, a comet headed towards Earth. These two scientists find it. They try to tell people, hey, you know, the, there's a fucking comet coming to Earth that's gonna kill us all. And, uh, you know, all these, then all these people who deny science are saying, oh, it's not, it's not coming, or they're just, you know, they're making it, blowing it out of proportion, and it's not as serious as you think. And then, you know, then finally, when the fucking comets with, you know, where you could see it, you know, where it's not, you know, you could actually see it from Earth, you could see it in the sky, then it takes, you know, then people finally fucking react to what the fuck is going on, which is <laughs> awfully fucking, uh, awfully, uh, uh, reminiscent of people who, you know, deny science today and deny, uh, you know, COVID and the effects of COVID or, or climate change in general. And I'm sorry if I spoil, don't look up for people, but that's sort of what it is. You know, it's, it's sort of, uh, it's labeled as a comedy. It's more of a satire where like it's not, tr I mean, of course it's, it's trying to be funny and it does make jokes, but it's sort of like it is a commentary on, you know, people that are denying science and you're like, you're like, what more do you need than the fucking giant fucking comet in the sky to that let you know that yes, we are all fucked. <laughs> there was a comet coming and there's nothing we could fucking do about it. And, you know, the inevitable. Um, and then last not least, and I want that, I, I don't know if, uh, ha have you seen Cowboy Bebop? The Netflix live action? Oh no, not at all. You know, unfortunately fucking canceled right out the, right out the gate. It was sort of, you know, it's like, 
you know, usually Netflix kind of give kind of gives shows um, at least two seasons before they cancel it. I think just the numbers were just really bad because you know Netflix because they because people gave it a shot and then dropped off dramatically. Um, I mean, there, there's a there's a uh, petition. It's got like over a hundred thousand signatures, I think, right now. Mm-hmm. But you know, I mean, I dug it. But then again, I mean, my you know, let my actions speak louder than words. I haven't finished the first season. I watched it and I kind of like I fell out of it. And I don't think it's bad. It's not bad. And and it it tries its best to follow um, Cowboy Bebop. And of course, it adds a bunch of extra shit that. I don't want to say it's unnecessary, but, you know, I mean, it, it, it's following the first season of Cowboy Bebop or, you know, like, it, I, I mean, mind you, it's been years since I've watched Cowboy Bebop, the, the anime, the anime, but it's, it's trying to stay loyal to that story. And, um, like I said, it's not bad, but then again, again, let my, let my actions speak a lot of the words. I haven't watched it. Um, oh, and, uh, I guess my last bit of news, uh, uh, Joe Gatto of the Impractical Jokers. I guess they're all kind of close to the same age, but he's the guy who looks like the oldest one. <laughs> you know, uh, he's, I guess he's going through a divorce, you know, the, between the divorce and everything that's going on with his life. He's like, I don't have time for the Impractical Jokers, so I'm leaving now. I mean, maybe he'll come back one day. Uh, I mean, I have, it's been a while since I watched the Impractical Jokers. Cause I, I watch them in syndication. I don't have truth. Uh, you know, love the show. I mean, sometimes it gets a little cringy and I don't want to say, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's it's nice to see guys from New York. It kind of reminds me of from the city and stuff like that. It reminds me of, and uh, I'm I'm sad that it's happening, but you know, I'm pretty sure he'll be back. You know, he just he's going through a divorce, and that you know, shit tears you up, and you know, you don't have time to fucking make jokes when you know someone's taking away half your fucking empire. So, um, anything else you want to add? Well, have you seen uh, the new Matrix? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what I was talking about a minute ago. It's like, you know, the, it's like, I don't want to be cynical, but it's just it's it's a it's a soft reboot. I mean, it's not a. I wouldn't call it a reboot. I would call it a continuation. Um, and the only reason I say that is I watched all three Matrix, all three of the the first movie. And you know, obviously you're not, you don't pick up on things the first couple times that you've seen something. But like, for example, one thing that I picked up on in the second Matrix, um, when he goes to the source, he says the architect is like, well, Scion's been rebuilt like six times mm-hmm. you know what i mean and i'm sitting there thinking to myself like and i thought that was just him just speaking out of his ass and you know they were saying that the scion got built rebuilt six times yeah um i thought that was kind of like him just lying to him or whatever but in reality it was true mm-hmm. so like i mean and again these are spoilers like having you know this new city that they're living in with you know programs and machines mm-hmm. um it was just very interesting after hearing that, like, oh, so even though Scion was destroyed, it makes sense that they started a new city that they started because they never really got to start their own city. Yeah. It was always built for them. There was always this thing that happened, you know? So it was it was just very interesting to see that, you know what I mean? Like, and hear that, not see it, but hear it, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so... Um, but it, it made like watching through the first three, it made sense what they were trying to do with this because I mean you kind of they kind of hinted at it when they led Neo away at the end there that he would be back either way. Yeah. Um. But you know I I didn't think it was as bad as some people are saying it is. I I don't think it's as good as the first three Matrixes, mm-hmm. but it's definitely it's definitely a lot better than 
what pe- some people are putting out there because I'm just like, it's not the worst movie. It's not as bad as what you're saying. However, it's not. It's probably the worst of the four movies. Oh yeah, that was that's definitely uh, revolutions. <laughs> it it, killed, it 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 kind of to me felt like it was rushed. Like it felt like it was just thrown together. It didn't feel like it was. Um, I don't know. It, it felt like it was just. It wasn't planned properly. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it wasn't. It wasn't a bad movie. It was an okay movie, but. Compared to the other three, it just felt it felt like it was lacking something, mm-hmm. and it was just like, you know, I'm just sitting here going, I, I mean, it, it just with all the technology we have, like you could have done the exact same thing and it would have been better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. It just it was weird to me. That's all. Yeah, I mean, and I, they'd be like, oh, Keanu Reeves is getting old, and I'm like, have you seen the fucking John Wick movies? Yeah, and it's not like the John, you know, the John, the last one was what, two years ago, like three yeah. years ago? You know, he's still in shape, but I think they just didn't, um. It felt rushed. Yeah. It felt rushed. Like, it just felt very, like, here, we're gonna put this together real quick. Here's how it goes. Boom. Like, and, and if this, and here's the thing, if this is like a Spider-Man one, speaking of Tobey Maguire, if this is a Spider-Man one where you're sitting, setting it up to do a couple more movies, great. I'll take it. But if you're just doing this, and so far there just seems to be plans to do this one, and then it was just this one, and then they haven't really said anything about the rest, it's kind of like, okay, then what was the point? You know what I mean? What was the point of making another movie if you're not going to have any more? You know? So, I mean, everything made sense. Everything that you were doing was great, but it just, it, it felt, it felt rushed, and it felt like something was missing. And that's just, that's just where I'm at with it, so. Yeah, I mean, like I said, maybe I'm being a little cynical, and, you know, and it's like, oh, it's meta, and it's all this other shit. Like, give me a good movie. I don't care. Don't give me a meta. I mean, I guess, you know, <laughs> I don't know. I've, I guess well, it's, it, I mean, I've besides the first Matrix, I've yet to see it. I'm tired of movies that have to do with the real world. Humans in the real world. I want to see a Matrix movie that's all fucking in the Matrix. But then again, you know, like, but then again, that Matrix doesn't exist anymore. It ended at the end of Revolution, being yeah. as a reboot. I think this one. Like the first, I think by the time I like the third major, and then this one is what, like another 60, they say, like 60 yeah. years, your body's together. So, you know, like, you know, by the time, you know, it's been, there's like 360 years between the first matrix or the, or the, or the, you know, or it's 300 years in the future where, you know, like that matrix was supposed to be, you know, like it was representing the nineties or the late nineties or early, you know, uh, the first movie, but you know, it's really, you know, 24, 47 or some shit like that. It just, it just felt it was just, you know, like, for example, like, the, the one thing that bothered me was, okay, you have the Matrix on the computer screen. Looks mm-hmm. the same. Okay. But then you don't represent that at all in the actual Matrix. So it's like, you're not making me believe that this is the Matrix. Like, okay, fine. In their eyes, they have the Matrix in their eyes. Okay. Yes, that was great. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. But, like, for example, Neo seeing the Matrix in the matrix you know what i mean mm-hmm. like you're not even he wasn't even seeing that so it's just like oh that's okay. right yeah I forgot about that you know what i mean that's what i was saying like that's what made me like sit there and go uh, maybe this was just thrown together so but i hope i hope they do more because it would probably make this movie a lot better you know what i mean and by the way spider-man one was is still a classic movie i'm just saying like it's spider-man one was meant to like because some people go back and shit on it a little bit sometimes and mm-hmm. i'm like well yeah but 
that was a good stepping stone into the next movie. Which, by the way, it made Spider-Man 2 probably the best Spider-Man movie up until now. Yeah. So, you know. That's all. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, and, and once again, people like people are shitting on the the, the 2002 Spider-Man. Yeah, through today's lens, through you know, after, you know, after 30 years or 20 years of of, of movies that are fucking in, fucking increasingly blockbusters and stuff like that. Yeah, of course, anything from 20 20 years ago is going to look corny in comparison because we've had so much you know so much growth. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, you know, and and then like I said, it's not a bad movie. I just I don't see myself rushing to like watch it again. I I watched it twice just to say like okay let me maybe I missed some things in the first the first viewing so I'll watch it again to kind of you know I'll watch it again to see if I you know catch anything but once again, I, I don't see myself coming back to the you know un- unless I'm watching all the movies at once they're like okay we're gonna watch all the Matrix movies. Well I I mean I see it I only see it happening if they make more yeah. honestly. But yeah, maybe they'll Kevin Feige it, <laughs> and they'll you know they'll make the uh, a movie that makes you know makes you want to go back and rewatch this one. <laughs> like oh that's a you know doing. I would I actually you know and this is gonna be our last thing and then we can finally put a bow on this so to speak. Um, the one thing I would like to see them do is do a prequel, mm-hmm. and the only reason I want to see a prequel is because and again I watched all three movies and I was sitting there and I'm like Morpheus was talking about how. There was somebody, and more or less, it probably was a program. It couldn't have been a human because it, you know, at that point, all the humans are plugged into the the matrix. Mm. Um, there was something that brought everybody, you know, that started reviving humans and, you know, started the whole civilization. You know what mm. I mean? And I guess that's kind of the confusing part is, okay, did the architect do this or did somebody actually do this? And then the architect was trying to correct it by having the one like creating the one and then having the one do this thing and scion being around and blah 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 you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so i don't know but so you'd like to see a prequel which i mean and you know you know they can you know they could that could always be like in a comic or another if you know if they did another animatrix pretty fucking don't know what you could go anywhere you go in the past prequel side cool Yeah. And, and have fun with that. All right. So let's wrap this up. That's, That's what she, she said. said. Uh, please visit twostrangersonepodcast.com or .net. You can find all things show-related. First, you can find links to our iTunes page. If you have an iPhone, iPad, iPod, subscribe to us on iTunes, uh, which, you know, it's so weird. No, who the fuck has an iPad anymore, but I still, or iPod anymore. But, I mean, yeah, so, but I still say that for your iPhone. If you don't have any of those devices, you can follow us. If you have an st- Android device, you can follow us on Stitcher, S-T-I-T-C-H-E-R, Stitcher device, Stitcher, the Stitcher app. <laughs> and uh, follow us there, which is pretty much how I listen to all my podcasts. I mean, now I'm unemployed and I sit at home. But uh, when I did work and stuff like that, I was uh, putting it on Listen Later and available offline. So you download them to your phone. So when you're out and about, you're not killing your data. You're not killing your battery. This is your podcast. So everything, I, I, I like Stitcher is my go-to app. And so all my shows, including Paul's other bait, the Tsunami Faithful podcast, uh, Stitcher. Uh, or if you go on and want to go right to the source, uh, you can find us. Our hosting site is SoundCloud. And uh, uh, you go over, you go SoundCloud and search for Two Strange One Podcast there. I do make the episodes available for download. Uh, you know, once again, everybody kind of streams everything now. So, you know, but if you want to 
for whatever reason, you could download uh, the episodes straight from SoundCloud. If you want to write to the show, and I brought it, I brought up the email just as I was talking about it. Uh, no emails from Oscar. I guess he's he's fallen out. Uh, <laughs> he's fallen by the wayside. Uh, but if you want to write to the show, you can write to us at two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. All spelled out, two strangers one podcast at gmail.com. And uh, all this time on my hands, you think I'd set I'd set up a Patreon? We want your money. We need your money, but until I set up a Patreon, uh, you can uh, like and share us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Two Strangers One Podcast. Like and subscribe. And there is a there is a group, Two Strangers One Podcast Network. That's the group. You can just follow the page. You know, like this episode, share this episode, like the page, share the page. Uh, spread the word if you want to support the show. It takes two seconds to share that on social media. For the episodes that aren't on SoundCloud, if you want to go back and listen nine years worth of Two Strangers One Podcast, uh, any episodes that's not on, you can find on YouTube. Just go and search for us there. Uh, and my audio book, Odd I See a Tale from the Road. You can find three or four albums worth of music under, under the next L and Weiss. Oh, and the pilot for my cartoon, Veilcorp, V-E-I-L-C-O-R-P. Veilcorp, all are available on YouTube page of Two Strangers, One Podcast. Just search for that. And... I feel like I'm missing something, but I, I'm kind of, I'm fucking half asleep. Uh, I acquiesce the floor to you, sir. Yeah, we're both getting old. Of course, <laughs> we have both of our, we have our kids, you know, so. Anyways, so you can, uh, find me as always on Twitter at Paul Biscrillo. You can find me, um, you can find me, well, you can email me, Paul Biscrillo at tunamifaithful.com. I'm tired as well. Hmm. Um, and, um, you can also, like he said, you can find me on the Tsunami Faithful podcast, which I'll probably be recording a podcast tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, that's that's pretty much it. You know, um, let's just all hope that 2022 is a lot better than 21 because, God damn, it's just uh, things need to improve. Yeah, and, and I, I certainly want to welcome the new listeners. I know we had a couple of new listeners from the last episode because people reaching out on social media and stuff like that and 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 give a big giant thank you to all our constant listeners who've been there for for a long time and who consistently listen to the show um i thank all you guys i welcome all the new guys and uh you know i know sometimes not every you know we don't we're not as consistent as we should be but you know life fucking happens and uh you know we put out as episode as as often as we can and um I, I really want to thank everybody who's, you know, who's been there for the long run. And I welcome the new people for their, their, their participation in this long run. Um, well, we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as we did recording. I mean, maybe not fun <laughs> as we're talking about our fucking the tragedy in our life. Um, but we certainly hope you guys enjoyed listening and had as much fun as thank you for listening to Two Strangers One Podcast. I'm Chris. I'm Paul. Don't be a stranger. Peace. Bye. Oh, shut. That's why I have an iPhone. All right, here we go, man. Go ahead. You want to read Double it Jackpot. What is it? It is a self-published book by Christopher Cologne. Chris Cologne? Smells good to me. But- <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. That broke that fucking cold little exterior. He's like, hee. But it is spelled C-O-L-O-N. I'm punny. But... <laughs> Double Jackpot is a book about a comic book artist, Eric, who is in a loveless relationship with oh, a materialistic Lynette. I feel you, Eric. Oh, fucking. Are you sure I didn't write this? Uh, I, I smell sounds hauntingly familiar. He starts cheating on his girlfriend with a more creatively 
sorry, creatively supportive woman, Nadia. Well, I, I gotta meet her. Where's the Nadia? There's your summer girlfriend. Summer Nadia! Is Nadia. Nadia? Yeah, I think Nadia spelled with an A. Alright. Both Lynette and, uh, Nadia play the double jackpot, the largest payout in lotto history, much like the recent Powerball. Both girls play his birth date as the winning, re- as the winning numbers. Eric is now stuck between two of the country's richest women. Who will he choose? It's not that simple. This is a clever fucking idea, yeah, man. Is. Look at her. Fucking, she's impressed. I am. Summer, she got some summer reading. Uh, Christopher uh, Cologne smells real lovely with an original idea. This is. I've never heard this before. I haven't either. This is a self-published book, much in the indie spirit as Kev's Clerks. Oh, you don't even need to name check me. This is just a good idea. You could stand on your own, man. You don't even have to be like, hey, remember Clerks? This is nothing like that. <laughs> this is way more original than Clerks. This is a good idea, man. Why didn't I think it is? I need something to read. This book is part of the Comic Books Heavy Metal Video Games Trilogy Book 2. Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, coming soon. Right on, man. It's part of a trilogy. This is the first part. Way to write, man. He's seeking a literary agent. Motherfuckers, anybody out there? There ain't no literary agents listening to this show. I assure you, sure. Sure. I assure you, sure. But somebody know a literary agent? Welcome, motherfucker, up! Chris Cologne come up with an original idea. I should tell Raskin. That's a good fucking idea, to be honest with you. That's a fucking rom-com right there. Megan, get Raskin on the phone. (laughs) Isn't it possible to get Raskin on the phone? No? Yeah. I want to run it past him, man. I want to, and if it happens, I get a taste, Chris Cologne. I get a a whiff, if you will. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. That's lulu.com. I understand that. I just wanted to spell it out. (laughs) (laughs) Normally one says it, that spells it. Still, lulu.com. What is that? Do you know what it is? I don't know. All right. The book could also be ordered on www.lulu.com. Search for Double Jackpot Christopher Cologne. A paperback version of the book is $15, and a PDF file is only 5 bucks. Five dollars yeah. is insanely inexpensive. Fifteen is not even that bad for a hard, for a paperback version. No. This is a million dollar idea right here. Like a, a fucking a movie about a dude who fucking is stuck between two chicks, both of who play his birthday and win the lottery. Come on! Come, I, like I can it. see that trailer. Chris Cologne is on to something. Nobody else can smell it but me. I'll read it. Thank you. I'm going to make that smelly joke. I all. know. You're trying to get me to laugh again. It worked once. <laughs> Double Jackpot is a self-published book by Chris Cologne, man. It's the first book in his comic books, heavy metal video games trilogy. Book two, Odd I See, A Tale from the Road, should be coming out soon. Get all the information. Chris Cologne, like a motherfucker. I and will his totally book, read this. Double Jackpot. I'm serious. I'm going to recommend that to fucking Raskin. That's, how is that not a movie? You know what I'm saying? This could be a sexy movie. You could do an R-rated version. There could be nudie in it. And you could sell them fucking both chicks. Maybe a little penetration. Maybe a butthole shot. No butthole, no care. I would like to formally apologize to Christopher Cologne. Right no, now, sex sells. <laughs> Chris Cologne will appreciate that. He's like, thanks for throwing a few buttholes in there, man. Don't forget to check out twostrangersonepodcast.net, your one-stop resource for everything show-related. You can find links to subscribe to us on iTunes or on Stitcher. You could also find links to buy my book, Double Jackpot, on twostrangersonepodcast.net. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you, you're cool, and fuck you, I'm out.